This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Tired of not getting a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You're listening to Code Switch from NPR. I'm Kumari Devarajan. You might not be used to hearing my voice on the pod, but if you're a diehard fan, you'll recognize my name. I'm a Code Switch producer, so I'm behind the scenes. I'm kind of like the puppet master. And I'm here to bring you a special bonus episode of the podcast. I'm here with Code Switch play cousin and my very dear friend and mentor, producer Anjali Sastry. What's up, Anjali? Hi, Kamari. Also my great friend and Los Angeles colleague. I've missed seeing you in person over the last year. Ugh, me too. <laughs> so Anjali's working on this new series called Where We Come From, Sharing Stories from Immigrant Communities of Color. Where are you from? Where do you come from? What seems like an easy question. No, where are you really from? Carries with it so much weight. Where do you belong? In the in-between. I belong to myself. It's an emotional environment. Soy Nikki. So Kamari, all month long, folks from these communities have been answering that question. How do you define where you come from? And video and audio stories have aired across NPR all month answering that question. And people have answered in a bunch of different ways, like talking about their jobs, their families, the food that they ate growing up, the languages they do and don't speak. But a huge part of answering that question, before we even get to all this other stuff, is actually about our names. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, uh, because as someone with a name that you don't hear very often in the U.S., the simple act of introducing myself becomes this, like, whole thing. And people are like, that's such a beautiful name. What does it mean? And where is it from? And where are you from? It's like it gives people license to be super creepy and nosy. And then with my last name, they really make sure that I know just how difficult it is for them to say it. Yes. I just have so many awful memories of childhood when people would call me Calamari or they would like punch me in the arm and be like, sorry, Kamari, sorry, Kamari. Like they love saying sorry, Kamari because it rhymed or something. And just Ooh. all this just made me feel super weird about my name and I didn't want to say it and I didn't want to introduce myself. And it's just been a whole adulthood process of unpacking that and learning to love my name. Yeah. I'm so sorry you went through all that. And yeah, it's so othering. Like when I was in college, I remember personally, like I'd be in like a loud place, like at a party or something. And people thought I was stuttering, like, um, Julie. And at one point I actually started going by Julie at Starbucks. But then my brother gave me a ton of crap because, of course, brothers. But he's like, why aren't you being true to yourself and like the name that our parents gave you? Yeah, because I feel so I also go by Cuckoo a lot. And then I feel like a lot of people have a lot to say about that. Like, they think I'm selling out or being a traitor to myself by not saying my beautiful given name. But a lot of my people in my family call me Cuckoo. And it doesn't have to be this huge loaded thing. Like, if I also feel like Cuckoo, but I feel like a lot of people just have a lot to say about how I want to call myself or what they want to call me. Yeah. And I think ultimately it is up to us, which brings me to the conversation that you're going to hear in this episode. It's between two friends, Lovey and Tiffany. I am Lovey Jai Jones. I am a New York Times bestselling author. I am a speaker and a podcast host, a lover of words and stories. So Tiffany, who are you? Well, first of all, two-time, two-time. New York best girl. Two-time. <laughs> yeah. 
for clarity. Well, I am. <laughs> I am Tiffany Liche, much better known as the Budget Nista, America's favorite financial educator, self-proclaimed. You know you feel me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I am a friend of Lovette. <laughs> Lovey and Tiffany have been really close ever since they first met years ago. I just remember seeing you, you know, pop up on social and thinking you were hilarious because I was looking at you like she sounds like my cousin or my sister. <laughs> this is how we talk to each other. So I really connected with your personality online. Yeah. By the time we met, I'd already felt like I'd already known you for a long time. <laughs> yep. I remember that. And the one thing we left out is that we are both Nigerian girls. We're both mm-hmm. Nigerian, mm-hmm. you know, rocking the green, white, green in our blood. <laughs> While Lovey was born in Nigeria, Tiffany was born and raised in the U.S. Her parents immigrated here from Nigeria. They've both experienced some deep identity questions around their given names. And when people can't say your name correctly, you do things to take back ownership of that name. You might change your name to a new one. You might shorten it. You might only go by your given name with people that you trust for survival. Here are Lovey and Tiffany. Ife Olua, that's like my first name. My family calls me Ife. Mm-hmm. My name means God's love. Mm-hmm. So the Ife part is the love. My aunt used to sometimes call me the uh, Levette as a nickname. Mm-hmm. So when I was nine, we moved to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Downtown Chicago is where we moved. So most of the kids didn't even look like me. And they, for some reason, thought Jamaica was Africa. <laughs> and I remember the principal walking me to my class and kind of like pushing me in the class and, and the teacher being like, oh, welcome to our new student. Introduce yourself. Mm. And nine-year-old me was instantly like, my name is too different. The way I'm talking is too mm. different. It's not going to work. So I instantly, instead of saying my name, mm-hmm. when the teacher goes, introduce yourself, I go, my name is Lavette. And of mm. course, it came out real nice. My name is Lavette. Because... <laughs> 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 Like, it came out real extra strong because I was this girl. Yeah. It's funny that you said at nine is when you made that transition because that's when we made our transition from, like, the small little town Roselle, Mm -hmm. mostly working class, black and brown families, to Westfield, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. which was a bigger town and almost completely white. And I, too, made a transition with my name during that time. So up until nine, everyone, friends, everyone called me Odochi, which means God's gift. Odo is gift and chi. So in Igbo, chi, chukwa, like that. this is God. I know in, in your about yes. Olu. Olu is, and Oluwa is God. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, so Odochi was my name, God's gift or God's present, right? Yes. And so I remember we were, we were going to move to Westfield and my father decided, he said, we're moving to this new town. And um, I'm wanting it to make it easier for you guys. You can choose another name to add to your name. Mm. And I was excited, you know. I didn't think, you know, anything of it. I was like, yes. So he literally let everyone choose their name. And he said, you have the summer kind of like to decide. So my sisters and I would try out names. And I would say, okay, this week, call me Jenny. That was one of, that was a viable option. Jenny. Oh, Jenny. <laughs> you will be calling Jenny the Bojanista. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, but then I was like, mm, I don't like it. Like, hey, Jenny. Hey, I was like, mm-mm. And then I remember I wanted Renee. Renee? And I was like, mm, I liked Renee. I could see myself as a Renee, you know? Okay. Right? Okay. But then, like, there was another Renee in class. And when I told her, she was like, you tried it. That's my name. <laughs> and then, oh, thank goodness my dad said no. But I wanted Symphony. I was like, ooh. Ma'am, yes. Symphony, though? 
I said, it's different. He said, too different. And then, but I always liked the name Tiffany. And so I told him, I think I like Tiffany. And my friends loved it. I loved it. And so Tiffany, I became. Yes. But it took me, I would say, a good two years to answer to Tiffany because it just was not my name. So people would call the house and say, can I speak to Tiffany? And literally my sisters and I would say, there's nobody here, you know, by that name. (laughs) But I just think it's so interesting how. take on these new names. Yes. But in, a, in an effort to protect what we held dear, which is our true identity. Yeah, because for me, it wasn't even a matter of I was ashamed of my name. Mm-hmm. It was that I wanted to protect it from other yes. people trying to make it ugly. You know, yes. like the moment they will see it, they'll instantly think, I can't say it. Mm. So then they will kind of like add burden to the name. Yeah. And for me, it was my protective measure. Yes. It was a sacred space that I honored. It was also one of those things where because I'd already been the person I was for nine years, Mm. I didn't change who I was when I got here. Mm -hmm. I still went home and spoke Yoruba. I still Mm. ate pounded yam and a goosey at home. At home, I was still Ife. So all of that did not change. And then when I stepped outside the doors, it changed. But really, kids are really adaptable. Yeah, we are. And I, when I lived in Roselle, people had a hard time. They would say Odie. And I'm like, no, like the dog from um, from Heathcliff. Right. I'm like, it's, a, you know, Adochi or Udo for short, if you're going to say it. And, um, and but one thing I do love about Adochi and having that name is that if you call me Adochi, then I'm like, oh, you know me, know me. Because you're either yes. family or friends or you knew me in elementary school. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll rekindle with an elementary school mate on um, Facebook. And they'll say, oh my God, so don't you, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, what? Yes. Oh, snap, Monica. Girl, yes. I think this is third grade. <laughs> I should be like, I had to double take. Like, who is Tiffany? That is not Tiffany. That is Adochi. No, that's real. You know? For me too. The name people call me tells me exactly what part of my life they met me in. No, I love that. I think that's beautiful. I think that, I don't know if you ever tried to transition back in college because in middle school and elementary school, it was not cool to be other, right? It was not cool to be African, Haitian, Jamaican. It was not. They made fun of you, you know? Um, So, but in college, it became very cool to claim, you know, like, oh, this is my heritage. So I tried to go back freshman year to having people call me Adochi. Okay. So I was like, hey, because I'm like, you know, these people don't know me. So let's start off on the front. Like, my name's Adochi. After a month of hearing people butcher it day in, day out, teachers, friends, like, Odicha, I'm like, mm, literally, Adochi. It's three syllables. Super simple. And um, I said, I actually wanted to take it back. Like It's like it's almost like I wanted to take it from people's mouths and, and put yes. it back in my heart. Because I was just like, no, let the people that know and love me call me by my name the correct way. You mm-hmm. can just call me Tiffany. And so, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a great point. Because when people see our names, no matter how simple we think our names are, people instantly ascribe difficulty to it. Mm-hmm. My last name is Ajayi. Well, now it's Ajayi Jones, but they will see Ajayi and be like, Alayi, Ajay, AJ, mm. Ayaji. And I'd be like, yo, there's no tricks. It is literally as it is spelled. And people will stumble over mm. themselves with difficulty that doesn't really need to be there. So it's like people really see our names and instantly will attach burden 
that does not belong yes. to it because they can say Tchaikovsky, yes. Schwarzenegger, yes. but you can't say Ajayi. Yeah. When I got married and I knew I was going to take on my husband's name, I didn't want to drop Ajayi because okay. one of the reasons is because I was like, I spent my whole career trying to teach y'all how to say this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be off the hook. My maiden last name's Aliche. Um, yeah. My husband's name is Smith. I didn't take on Smith because, well, one, Tiffany Smith, that's like 20,000 people. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. But also, two, that name Aliche meant so much to me. Mm. The first time I went to Nigeria... I didn't understand how our village worked, right? Because my, my dad really grew up in a, in a village. My mom grew up in a city. So my dad would introduce me to, this is Jacob Aliche. Ah, me too, I'm Aliche. This is, you know, Nwamnem Aliche. Ah, me too, Aliche. After the third one, my dad said, ah, everybody here is Aliche. That's the way a village works, Tiffany. I didn't know that a village was extended family. Mm. And that, like, my mother's village was next door to my father's village. And this is how you knew who to marry, who not to intermarry. This village is related to this village. So they kept very, like, awesome historic notes. Yes. Like, so I wanted to keep Aliche because it's my time to Nigeria. And I'm one of five girls. And, Mm. you know, in Nigerian culture, not having boys is, you know, sometimes it's, his source of shame, yeah. you know, like because you pass on your your wealth, your knowledge, you know, yeah. your name, you know, your history through your boys. And I remember when I was still teaching preschool, I used to be a preschool teacher for 10 years before the budget nista. I told myself that I wanted to write a book because I wanted my name, Aliche, to be on that book. So that way it continued to live on. Because if I get married and decide to give up my name, I wanted it to still be on. And now, you know, we've both written books. My My new book, Get Good With Money. It is doing so well. And I'm like, my father didn't need a son that Mm. your name will live on through me. That get good with money would be in the hands of millions of people. I'm projecting that. And, you know, that is your name. That is your legacy that continues to live, to teach, to share. Because those who know me know that my father was my first financial education teacher. Yes. And so it's through him. Y'all are getting him through me. And now you're getting that through his name as well. Like our names are so potent and so important. I love that because, yeah, I think for me, um, having the Ajayi present in my name was, again, it was something that speaks to the continuation of who I am. Mm -hmm. So I think our names really do can like tell our stories. Like I love the fact that yours ties you to your village Mm -hmm. and ties you to your father's legacy. Yes. And I think us doubling down on where we're from, who we are is one of those things we can't feel bad about. Mm -hmm. We are here in spite of where we came from and because of it. And some mm-hmm. of the pride that we show is because we remember when we yeah. couldn't go by our names because we'd be ridiculed. It's because we remember when people would make fun of us purely because they think we're African and we are uncivilized. Mm-hmm. And this pride today is the type that they can't take away from us. And we are the ones that can now also make sure we're passing that affirmation to our kids. Mm-hmm. The fact that kids can now see these names and these grand stages, it will expand their possibility and let them know that they might not be the doctor, lawyer, attorney. They could be the writer. They could be the financial educator who builds her own path. And I think that's powerful. And the fact that we carry these very African names is just such an affirmation of it all. Mm, this is beautiful, honestly. Thanks for, for joining me, boo. thanks for having me thanks so much to Lovey Ajayi Jones and Tiffany Aliche for that chat 
Lovey and Tiffany both have new books out. Lovey's book is Professional Troublemaker, and Tiffany's book is Get Good With Money. Go check them out. For more audio and video episodes in the Where We Come From series, visit npr.org slash where we come from. I'm Anjali Sastry, the creator and producer of Where We Come From. Deba Motasham produced this episode. Julia Furlan is our senior editor. Additional editing and production by Leah Danella and Kumari Devarajan. Michael Zamora is our visuals producer and editor. Nicole Werbeck is our supervising visual editor. And Yolanda Sanguini is our director of programming. Thanks also to the Neiman Journalism Foundation Visiting Fellowship Program. And huge shout out to the entire Code Switch fam for letting Where We Come From crash their show again this week. I'm Anjali Sastry. Bye, friends. So, Tiffany, we're going to sign off. Okay. Give me your full name, full body. Full body. Tiffany Odochi Ihoma Aliche Smith. Yes! <laughs> and I am Ifeolua Abiodun Lovey Ajayi Jones. This message comes from NPR sponsor Discover. Here's a familiar situation. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing, backpacking, and another outdoor thing that rhymes with backpacking. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways you can opt outside. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Get the service you deserve. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're carrying around a lot of stress, therapy is a safe space to get it off your chest. If you're considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try at BetterHelp.com NPR to get 10% off your first month. Is it possible to engineer our way out of the climate crisis? Some entrepreneurs want to shoot particles into the stratosphere to combat global warming. Experts say regulations on this technology aren't keeping up. The world of solar geoengineering on the latest episode of The Sunday Story from NPR's Up First podcast. 